What's up, everyone? Happy Wednesday. Uh, it's the 90 Plus Extra Time Podcast. Um, I was going to do the show yesterday, but I'm not going to lie. I got caught up in that uh, Juventus Porto second leg of the uh, Champions League. It was it was a really good match. I was watching with my, my youngest son. Um, kind of, It was a weird game. I definitely, uh, when I turned it on, I think it was... I think on aggregate it was 3-3 and you know it should have gone to penalties I, I thought for sure that it was going to I thought that uh you know Juventus was going to pull it out because you know I kind of made the prediction uh, at the beginning of the season that Juventus was going to win the Champions League um but uh the game ended really 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 kind of weird um I mean I'm getting ahead of myself but uh in the end it was it was kind of shocking I don't know it was I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But it was a really good game. Um, because of that game, you know, having conversations with my son, and I decided to postpone the recording of the show till today. So here I am. It's Wednesday. Um, a lot of games that went on this past, uh, you know, weekend, and you know, even up to now, there's some Champions League matches that are going to be happening later on today. Um, then we got Europa League tomorrow. Um, a lot of you know weird stuff going on. Not weird. I don't want to say the weird stuff, but there's some stuff going on in the news. Um, you know, we still dealing with COVID. Um, ironically, here in Texas, um, our governor last week, I think it was a week ago actually, said that today was going to be the end of the mask mandate here in Texas, and that all businesses were going to be able to open at 100% capacity. So, um, I haven't been out of the house yet today. I'm probably going to go to the supermarket or like Target or something later just to see how it is. Um, but I expect to see quite a few people not wearing masks in the stores. Now, some of the stores have, you know, their own individual policies. Like HEB is like the big supermarket here in San Antonio. And actually, it's the only supermarket here in San Antonio. Um, and they've stated that they are going to continue their mask policy. Um, I just expect there to be a lot of resistance People fighting, saying that, you know, the same thing that you've been seeing with this constitutional right stuff or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. You know, the numbers here in Texas haven't really been going down at all. Um, it'll just be interesting to see what's what's going to happen. Granted, it will be nice to, you know, have the opportunity to, you know, go see some stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, people are still dying of COVID. Like, it's not like it. the situation is completely... Uh, done with and you know we're back to like I don't know December of 2019 times when we couldn't even fathom something like this so um, I don't know we'll, we'll see what happens but that's what's going on here in Texas I guess I, I don't remember if it was I think it was Mississippi they're also doing the same thing um, they're completely everything's going to open up no more mask mandate um, so we'll see as a as a football fan you know, the, the local team here in San Antonio, um, I'm not sure. I think their season's going to start next month. Um, the last sporting event that I went to before the whole lockdown thing was a San Antonio FC game. And, you know, I've been looking forward to taking my kids to games. They haven't been to a, anything except for the movies since they moved here. Um, but, yeah, going to a game and then, you know, Austin's going to have their new MLS team. Starting up this year, Austin's like an hour away, uh, so that'll be nice. You know, might even be able to catch them play NYCFC maybe this year. 
But, you know, who knows? I mean, because MLS may still say that they're not going to um, they're not going to allow people, you know, crowds like huge crowds into into games. But I do slowly start. I'm starting to get the feeling that some of these organizations and leagues are going to start letting fans back in slowly, kind of like the NFL did, even though that was only in certain cities and states. Uh, but we'll see because I'm I'm anxious to, to you know go back to the stadium and see some games. I'm sure a lot of other people are. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we'll see what happens here in Texas. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen over the next uh, I don't know the next few weeks. So I'm just gonna get into these scores. Got a lot of lot of games and uh, scores to cover. Um, hopefully I'm not boring you guys with this, but uh, I'm just gonna just gonna run through them. All right, so we got League On, the French League, match day 28 last Wednesday. They played all their games uh, for this match day last Wednesday because they had the Coupe de France matches that they've been playing for like the last four or five days. All right, so we had Metz 0, Angers 1. Brest defeated Dijon 3-1. to It was Lyon 1-0 uh, over René. Nice 2, Nem 1. Set Etienne lost to Lens 3-2. Lille 2, Marseille 0, Bordeaux 0, Paris Saint-Germain 1, Montpellier and FC Lorient play to a 1-1 draw, Nantes 1, Rem 2, and then Strasbourg defeated Monaco 1-0. So after 28 match days, the league table is Lille still on top with 62 points, followed by Paris Saint-Germain with 60, Lyon's in 3rd place with 59 points, Monaco's in 4th with 55 Lyon is in 5th with 44. Metz is in 6th with 41. Bottom of the table, you got Nem in 18th with 25 points, followed by uh, Nantes with uh, 19 points, or excuse me, 19 points with 24 points, and then Dijon is in last with 15 points. Coming up this week, you got um, Monaco hosting Lille. Uh, that's my Ligue 1 match of the week. Um, so you got the league leaders playing the fourth place team. As of right now, if the season were to end right now, both those teams would be in the Champions League. So, you know, Monaco has had a pretty decent bounce back over the last couple of seasons because they were terrible uh, last year. Actually, at the beginning of this season, they were not doing well either. But um, And then Lille is definitely a surprise sitting on top of the league. You know, they're only two points clear of Paris Saint-Germain, but to have Lille sitting on top is, is pretty impressive. All right, moving on to La Liga uh, in Spain. Match day 26. Last Friday was Valencia 2, Villarreal 1. On Saturday, Real Valladolid 2, Getafe 1. Elche 2, Sevilla 1. Cadez 1-0 over Ibar. And then Barcelona defeated Osasuna 2-0. Then on Sunday, it was Huesca 3, Celta Vigo 4. Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, the Madrid derby, played to a 1-1 draw. Real Sociedad 1, Levante 0. Athletic Club 2, Granada 1. And on Monday, we had Real Betis 3, Alaves 2. So after 26 match days, Atletico Madrid still on top with 59 points. Barcelona's in second with 56. Real Madrid's in third with 54. Those are the usual suspects. It's just, you know, the, the order in the top three, you know, tends to change. Um, and I, you know, there's only five points between the top three teams right now definitely see um, some shifting going on. Me personally, I wouldn't be surprised to see Real Madrid win it again, but we'll see. Um, fourth place, you got Sevilla with 48 points. Real Sociedad's in fifth with 45, and then Real Betis 
is in six with 42 points. Bottom of the table, you got Ibar and Alaves both with 22 points. And then in last, but moving up, I mean, they're only one win away from being out of the relegation zone and being out of last place. Huesca is in 20th. All right, moving on to Italy and Syria, match day 25. So the match between Lazio and Torino was postponed. Um, I'm pretty sure that's because of COVID. Um, but Juventus played Spezia, and it was 3-0 to zero for Juventus. This is last Tuesday. They, they played two match days during you know since the last uh, podcast. So on Wednesday, we had uh, Sassuolo and Napoli played with a 3-3 draw. Atalanta 5, Crotone 1. Hellas Verona defeated Benevento 3-0. It was Roma over Fiorentina, 2-1. Genoa and Sampdoria played to a 1-1 draw. AC Milan and Udinese played to a 1-1 draw. And then Caligari defeated Bologna, 1-0. Last Thursday, it was Inter over Parma, 2-1. Match day 26 on Saturday. You had Spezia and Benevento play to a 1-1 draw. Udinese, 2. Sassuolo, 0. And Juventus defeated Lazio, 3-1. Sunday, it was Roma over Genoa. 1-0, 1-0, Crotone 4, Torino 2, Fiorentina and Parma played to a 3-3 draw, Hellas Verona fell to AC Milan 2-0, Sampdoria 2, Caligari 1, Napoli 3, Bologna 1, and then on Monday it was Inter 1, Atalanta 0, so after 26 match days, Serie A, you still have Inter on top, but they've managed to... Uh, Get some distance. There's six points over second place AC Milan with 56 points. Juventus is in third with 52 points. Roma's in fourth with 50. Atalanta's in fifth with 49. And then Napoli is in sixth with 47 points. Bottom of the table, you got Torino's in 18th with 20 points. Parma's in 19th with 16. And then Crotone is in 20th with 15 points. My Serie A match of the match day for match day 27 got AC Milan hosting Napoli. All right, moving on to England, the Premier League, match day 27. This past Saturday, it was Burnley 1, Arsenal 1, Sheffield United 0, Southampton 2, Ashton Villa and Wolves played to a 0-0 draw, Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Leicester City 2. Then on Sunday, it was West Ham and, no, excuse me, West Brom and Newcastle United played to a 0-0 draw. Liverpool again fell to Fulham one to zero. They're just they're struggling. Um, man, we had the Manchester Derby. It was Manchester City zero, Man U two. And I watched that game. Probably missed about twelve minutes of it. But Man City played so much better than Manchester United in this game. It's just that Manchester United took advantage of every single opportunity or every slip up too that uh, that Man City had. But it was overall that was a really good game. And Man United ended, I think it was a was a 21-game unbeaten streak, I think, for, for Man City, which is just, it was just nuts. I mean, but they, it, it looked like every, everything that Man City did, Man United had a response for it. Man City had the ball. I don't know what the possession stats were, but they just had, they had a lot of opportunities, just couldn't convert. All right, lastly, we had... Uh, Tottenham 4, Crystal Palace 1. Then on Monday, it was Chelsea 2, Everton 0. And then West Ham defeated Leeds United 2-0. So in the Premier League, after match day 27, Man City still on top with 65 points, followed by Manchester United with 54. Leicester City's in third with 53. Chelsea's in fourth with 50. 
West Ham is in fifth with 48 points, and then Everton is in sixth with 46 points. Bottom of the table, uh, in 18th, you got Fulham with 26 points. In 19th is West Brom with 18 points. And then in last place, Sheffield United, 14 points. So I got two matches at the match day for match day 28. Uh, you got Leeds United hosting Chelsea and the North London Derby. It is Arsenal versus Tottenham. I will absolutely, positively, definitely be watching that game. All right, moving on to the Eredivisie in the Netherlands, match day 25. Um, even though I did okay pronouncing some of these names last week, I'm going to try it again. Um, on Friday, we had Emmen and Sparta Rotterdam play to a 1 1 draw. On Saturday, we had Feyenoord 6, BBV Venlo 0. And that's actually VVV Venlo. I just say BBV. Um, you had uh, 20 uh, and, and Willem II played a 1 1 draw. Heronveen 3, Adio Den Haag 0. RKC Volvec 1, Utrecht 2. And then on Sunday, you had Ajax 3, Groningen 1. Fortuna Sittard 1, PSV Eindhoven 3. Heracles 2, PEC Zvola 1, and then Vitesse 2, AZ 1. So after 25 match days, Ajax is still on top with 60 points, followed by PSV Eindhoven with 54 points. AZ's in third with 49 points. Vitesse is in fourth with 48 points. Feyenoord's in fifth with 46 points. And Groningen is in sixth with 42. Bottom of the table, in 16th, you got Willem II with 18 points. Adio Den Haag's in 17th with 15 points, and then Emin still at the bottom of the table, 18th place with 13 points, but they're only one win um, out of the out of the last place spot. If they can, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about the Dutch league. You know, if it's on, I will watch it. I know, especially when I was in Germany, I would watch a lot of it. But uh, I don't know too much. I've never heard of the team Emin before this season. Um, but uh, they've been in last place. They're kind of like the Sheffield United of the Premier League or the Schalke of the Bundesliga. And, uh, you know, they if they get a win and Den Haag loses, you know, they'll be out of last place for the first time this season. <clears throat> Excuse me. But coming up for match day 26, uh, you got PSV Eindhoven hosting Feyenoord. Should be a pretty decent game. All right, moving on to the Bundesliga. Uh, on Friday, Schalke and Mainz played to a 0-0 draw. Saturday, you had Hoffenheim 2, Wolfsburg 1. Borussia Mönchengladbach 0, Bayer Leverkusen 1. Eintracht Frankfurt and BFB Stuttgart play to a 1-1 draw. Hertha Berlin 2, Augsburg 1. Freiburg 0, RB Leipzig 3. And then Der Klassica, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. It was a great game. Dortmund went up 2-0 early, I think in the first like 8-10 to 10 minutes, and I thought it was over. Never count the champs out. Bayern somehow managed to come back, and they won it 4-2 over Borussia Dortmund. And on Sunday, it was Cologne and Werder Bremen playing to a 1-1 draw. And then Armenia Bielefeld and Union Berlin played to a 0-0 draw. So the Bundesliga, after 24 match days, we got Bayern Munich on top with 55 points, followed closely by RB Leipzig with 53. Wolfsburg's in third with 45 points. In fourth place, we got Eintracht Frankfurt with 43 points. In fifth is Bayer Leverkusen with 40 points. And then Borussia Dortmund is in sixth with 39 points. VFB Stuttgart moved up one spot to ninth. They're sitting with 33 points, seven more points, and we'll be at the magic 40 number that I've been talking about. 
Bottom of the table, Armenia Bielefeld is in 16th with 19 points. Mainz is in 17th with 18 points. And then Schalke, bottom of the table with 10 points. So notable matches for match day 25. We got RB Leipzig hosting Eintracht Frankfurt. And then VfB Stuttgart hosting Hoffenheim. You know, two of the teams that play in Baden-Württemberg. They're really close to each other, but, you know, these two teams really don't have any history between the two of them. So I wouldn't really call it a derby. All right. So moving on to the Champions League. And I talked about this game earlier, the Juventus Porto. Um, <laughs> I saw a meme this morning and it said, how am I supposed to explain to my son that Porto lost, drew, and won the game against Juventus. So yesterday, the final score was Juventus 3, Porto 2. On aggregate, the score was 4-4 after both legs. And, you know, Porto managed to win the, the, the tie because, you know, it was over two legs. They won it on away goals. That's why the final was 4-4. But they scored more goals in Italy than Juventus scored in Porto. So Juventus won. Porto lost, but Porto also tied and won, which is just crazy. Uh, but it was a really good game. Um, you know, there were some fine margins in that game. I I was waiting for, you know, Ronaldo to to do something. When I turned the game on, I think it was after halftime. Uh, DiBala wasn't even in for for Juventus. Ultimately, in the end, they lost because Ronaldo not only jumped, but he also turned while being in the wall for a free kick. Chesney couldn't get to it. Actually, I think he got his hands on it, but the ball, basically, it traveled under the wall. Chesney got his hand on it, but it wasn't enough to stop the ball from going in. I don't think anybody saw Porto defeating Juventus um, and moving on, knocking Juventus out of the Champions League. I I know I didn't see that at all. I thought they were going to easily push them aside at home. Um, you know, and Juventus did manage to go back and score after that, but it didn't matter because, because of the away goals rule, which my, my nine-year-old absolutely hates the away goals rule. He thinks that it's, it's bogus. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be there, but you know, I think it's, I think it's fair, I guess, cause you know, you have to have a way to, uh, to decide it. I know there are a lot of people that, that hate the away goals rule and think that it should, everything should just go straight to penalties, but you know, that, that's the standard in in a lot of leagues it's not i know in south america in some places they don't use it i don't think conmebol actually uses it in general but um i mean it is what it is you know will this uh force cristiano ronaldo to leave juventus now i don't think so i think he'll stay um ronaldo's 36 years old now so i don't see him leaving to go to the u.s just yet but uh that, that's that's got to sting. He he didn't seem like he was playing well yesterday either. I mean, maybe it's because I, I turned it on in the second half. Um, he just didn't seem like the Ronaldo that we're used to. But like I, I was telling my wife yesterday while it was on, she wasn't watching it. But Ronaldo kind of now, he has like two modes. He either dominates and shuts up all the haters or he is kind of insignificant in matches. So, and I would say yesterday... He was definitely the latter. I mean, he, I don't know, he was trying to do some of the, you know, the typical moves. There's so much footage on Ronaldo that I think that it's it's extremely difficult for him to, you know, to play the way he did 10 years ago. 
2011 Ronaldo was quite good, you know. 2021 Ronaldo is a little predictable. I mean, he's still good, don't get me wrong, because he still makes, you know, teams look average. But uh, yesterday, he he looked average himself. I mean, he kept calling for the ball, but he wasn't running. You know, I don't know. It, it was just kind of weird to watch. But, uh, you know, he had a couple of opportunities. Even though, you know, Porto went down, what? They went down to the 10 men. I'm not sure. It happened sometime in the first half. Um, so they were playing like a five-man back, but a back line. But they just, it seemed like Juventus just couldn't get any good shots off. You know, they kind of shut down Quadrado. He wasn't able to get the ball into the box. He took one shot, hit the crossbar. I thought that was it. I thought it was it was going to be game game over, but uh, he hit the crossbar. And, you know, Porto was able to go down and, and, and get their goal. So yeah, it was a physical game too, but it, it was good to watch. Anyway, um, also, Borussia Dortmund 2, Sevilla 2. But Borussia Dortmund advances because the aggregate score was 5 for Borussia Dortmund, 4 for Sevilla. Um, today, we got Liverpool hosting RB Leipzig. Liverpool is up 2-0. to zero. Uh, And then Paris Saint-Germain hosting Barcelona. Uh, PSG is up 4-1. to one, But anything can happen. You know, we'll see. The next week, we got Real Madrid hosting Atalanta. Real Madrid is up 1-0. to zero. And then we got Manchester City hosting Borussia Mönchengladbach. Man City's up 2-0. to zero. And then next Wednesday, it's Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid. Chelsea's up 1-0. And then also on Wednesday, Bayern Munich versus Lazio. Bayern Munich's up 4-0 right now. So um, coming up this this Thursday, so tomorrow, uh, in the Europa League, round of 16 first leg. Uh, so let's see, we got eight matches here. Slavia Prague hosting Rangers. Dynamo Zagreb hosting Tottenham. Dynamo Kiev hosting Villarreal, Granada hosting Molde, Man U hosting AC Milan, Olympiacos versus Arsenal, Roma versus Shakhtar Donetsk, and Ajax versus the Young Boys from Switzerland. All right, moving on to national competitions. Um, we had the Coupe de France, the round of 32. Now, I know that a lot of my listeners are from France. Please, please forgive me for not attempting to pronounce some of these names. Um, man, I'm just going to go to the round of 16, which will be on the 5th of April, because some of these names I cannot, and even some of the ones that are moving on, it's just going to be extremely difficult, but I will try. Please, you know, when you guys email me or, uh, you know, send me messages on Twitter, let me know the, the correct way to, to pronounce some of these names. Um let's see we got uh and this is this is gonna be this is gonna be painful people we got Volker de Chateaubriand versus Montpellier Monaco versus Metz Paris Saint-Germain versus Lille Red Star versus Lyon Rumeli Villarreal versus Le Pieux Foot uh, Sumua versus Toulouse Sidan versus Anguère and Canet Rosellon versus Bologna. I yo, I probably just destroyed that. I probably offended some some French French speaking people with that, but I tried. But those are the matches for the round of sixteen um, for the Coupe de France. Let me know how bad I was and how how 
much I butchered those names. I, I apologize, but you know, you got to try. All right, moving on to Spain and the Copa del Rey. Um, last week we had the uh, semifinals, second leg. Uh, it was Barcelona three to zero over Sevilla. Barcelona won on aggregate three to two. And then uh, the following day was Levante one, Athletic Club two. Athletic Club won three to two on aggregate. So the final next month, Saturday the seventeenth of April, for the Copa del Rey, it'll be Athletic Club versus Barcelona. Uh, let's see, Copa Italia. That final's already been set. That'll be held on Tuesday, the 18th of May. It's Atalanta versus Juventus. In England, the EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup. That one will be next month, Sunday, the 25th of April. It's Man City versus Tottenham. FA Cup. We're up to the quarterfinals. So on Saturday, the 20th of March, it'll be Bournemouth versus Southampton and then Everton versus Man City. Then on Sunday, the 21st of March, it's uh, Chelsea versus Sheffield United and then Leicester City versus Manchester United. All right, moving on to the Deutsche Pokal in Germany. Uh, the quarterfinals. So the original date, Tuesday, March 2nd, for uh, Jan Regensburg versus Werder Bremen. That game was postponed. But Borussia Mönchengladbach 0, Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund 1. And then last Wednesday, it was... R.W. Essen versus Holstein Kiel. Kiel won that game 3-0. Then RB Leipzig uh, 2, Wolfsburg 0. Um, so now the game between Kian Regensburg and Werder Bremen has been moved to the 7th of April. But the semifinals have already been set. So it's Borussia Dortmund versus Holstein Kiel. And then the winner of that Regensburg-Bremen match will play RB Leipzig in the Deutsche Pokal semifinal. All right. So, last but not least, um, just a little bit of, little bit of news. Um, several managers, uh, Premier League managers. I know I saw Guardiola, definitely Klopp, Mourinho, and I think Thomas Tuchel. Um, they all voiced opposition to releasing their players to go to primarily, it seemed like South America um, for World Cup qualifying. Um, they just they said they didn't want their players to leave and then have to come back and then do two weeks of quarantine. You know, <laughs> realistically, the Premier League has essentially like a month and a half left. And, you know, I if I were I mean, if I if I were Pep Guardiola, I would not want to let any of my players go either. Um, and it just kind of sucks that, you know, the clubs ultimately have more control than FIFA or even, you know, the confederations. Um, so I, I can totally, totally see where they're coming from, but, uh, this could cause the, the Copa America to be postponed again. Um, you know, because they have to play those world cup qualifiers. World cup is at the end of next year, but, uh, the Copa America was already delayed just like the euros were from last year to this year. But the reason why I think it's not that big of a deal, they could, ultimately end up canceling the Copa America without much consequence because they we just had a Copa America in 2019. The only reason we're going to have one last year is because they wanted to put the Copa America and the Euros on a similar schedule. The Copa America was moving to a four-year consistent schedule just like the Euros. So having one last year, which was got pushed to this year because of COVID, and canceling it wouldn't really matter 
because we're going to have another one in 2024 anyway. Yes, Brazil would just end up being the champions for a, another year, an extra year. Um, but I think that would just make the 2024 version, the first post-COVID version, you know, just that much more special. There really is no reason to to do it this year. I, I can't, you know, especially if, if there's World Cup qualifiers that need to be played, canceling the Copa America just seems like the responsible thing to do. You know, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens with that. I mean, there's still a possibility that the Euros could get pushed or ultimately canceled. Um, but you know, there's still what, we got at least three months before any kind of real final decision needs to be made. But based on the way these managers are talking, they're not trying to release their players at all. And I get it. You know, it's all about money. Teams are already struggling, not being able to fill seats. They're trying to get revenue from broadcasting or whatever. Um, and the last thing that you want is a to send, you know, your your really, really, really good players back to South America or wherever uh, or to their home countries in general. It doesn't matter. It's South America back to their home countries. And then when they go to come back, uh, they have to do two weeks of quarantine. So you're either going to dilute the Premier League, the Bundesliga, whatever, um, while they go to play in these qualifiers. And, well, no, because I, I guess it really wouldn't. Yeah, you're going to have to dilute them because for those two weeks after they return, you're going to be playing with, I don't want to say lesser players, but not typical starters. On the flip side, you don't want to have a, a situation where national teams are having to do the exact same thing. And nobody's going to want to watch. And, and the national FAs aren't going to want to have to deal with results where they couldn't field their best players. So can you imagine, you know, not qualifying for the World Cup or whatever because or the Copa, whatever. No, Copa's already set, but not qualifying for the World Cup because you couldn't get Neymar back. You couldn't get uh, Ederson, you know, or Allison back to Brazil. So now you're playing with somebody else and then you don't qualify for the World Cup. So it's weird on both sides. Um, and it ultimately it it just kind of sucks. It, it really does suck. I was I was actually looking forward to this uh, this upcoming um, international break, but it, it seems like I mean you know matches are still going to happen, but the quality of them, I guess I guess we'll see. So another piece of news. Um, uh, let's see, Yogi Love, Joachim Love, the uh, Love, the. Uh, the coach of the German national team, he has said that he is going to be stepping down after the Euros this year, uh, which is which kind of came as a surprise because I I thought for sure that he was going to want to you know still be managing for the World Cup for next year, uh, and then immediately once that news came out, one of the first names that uh, that popped up into the into the news and everybody's mouths was Jurgen Klopp. Uh, you know he's from Stuttgart. He's always said that he wanted to you know be the manager of the German national team, um, and it just seemed like kind of perfect timing. Liverpool was kind of, they're kind of in the middle of a little bit of a slide, sort of, and then Love says he's not going to come back after the summer. It just seemed like it was like the perfect storm for him to move on. But uh, I guess now he kind of put that, that rumor to bed, and he's going to stay at Liverpool, allegedly. We'll see. A lot can happen, you know, between now and the end of the summer, but we'll see. I do think that it's kind of early for him. I think that maybe he might want to 
you know, stay with Liverpool for a couple of years, then maybe move on to a different club before moving on to the national team. It's not like he's an old man or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it, it. Came as a shock. I definitely didn't see him. Um, Yogi Love deciding Love. I keep saying his name wrong because of the umlau, and then in German you pronounce the W like a V in English. I keep messing his name up, but uh, I definitely didn't see him stepping down. Um, and I'm interested to see if Klopp doesn't take the job, who will? You know, Nagelsmann from RB Leipzig has always been a name. Uh, I doubt that Jurgen Klinsmann would be a name that would uh, would be floated, but you never know. I mean, and if it's not going to be Klopp, I doubt it would be Thomas Tuchel. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see after the summer. Um, yeah, that that's all I got for this week. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. What's left of it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. If you guys are here in Texas, you know, be safe. Don't don't take anything for granted. Um, and you know, everybody in general. I know uh, people back in Germany. They they started to open up some stuff. You know, a little bit more. But regardless of where you are, just be safe. Be kind. Be considerate. And you know, don't. I don't know. Don't 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 exacerbate situations just because. Uh, you know, you feel that you, I don't know, you have cabin fever or you, you're ready to get out of the house. We all are, but just be safe. Everybody just be safe. That's basically what I want to say. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, I apologize for butchering those, both the Dutch and those French names, but let me know how to correctly pronounce those. Um, thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. Wash your hands, wash your mask, take care of yourselves. And uh, thanks for listening.